A long time in the future in the Milky Way galaxy, it's the Vercozicast. Each month, join Nancy and Robin as they read through the Vercozican saga by Lois McMaster Bujold. From Borear to Jackson's Hole, from Cordelia to Miles, it's time to jump through a wormhole and explore the galactic nexus. Welcome to episode 13 of the Vorpatrol cast. Yay! I'm your host, Nancy. And I'm your host, Robin. Uh, today, we're clearly going to be discussing Captain Vorpatrol's alliance, and we hope everybody had a very lovely winter fair season. Yes, I want to have winter fair. Me too. I think it would be way nicer. I like all of their, like, um... Holidays? Non-religious holidays. Yes. I, I and they have a very nice reception at the Imperial residence, which mm-hmm. I think would be lovely. And I'm sure that were I to live on Barear, I would be like one of the people getting a invitation All those invites, of and course. Not like someone living off in the back country with no money. No, because <laughs> nope. that's what we all think. We would we would be one of the <laughs> the the rich. You'd, you'd be people. a countess or a. Uh, something important clearly and we would very much not be right Bo agrees yep Bo does agree <laughs> Bo would like to be a count of something or another <laughs> the count of bones <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would love that count of bones that sounds like a, a YA book <laughs> <laughs> well now somebody's gonna have to write it I know right all right so we are yes we're discussing Captain Patrol's Alliance today um, it is one of the more recent books to come out because we are getting to the end of our reading. Sob. <laughs> I'm actually currently reading a Vercozigan book that I have not read before, which is kind I'm of crazy. I'm starting it tomorrow, so... Oh, it's good. Uh, yeah. Would, yeah. It's for those who don't know, it's where I, I, I stopped in my forward progress before reading Cryoburn for reasons, and, which we'll discuss. And Nancy made me stop as I did. well. <laughs> I did. Because you couldn't get ahead of me. No. I mm-mm. was your I was your teacher. <laughs> you could It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can't uh, have a Darth Vader Obi Wan Kenobi moment. <laughs> no. No. We I I can't be no yeah. I'm trying to think of how to fit in the we are what they grow beyond line oh, here. No. And- <laughs> no, that's not. That's not. So Captain Verpatrol's Alliance was published in November 2012. It's set about a year after Diplomatic Immunity and four years before Cryoburn. So Cryoburn was published first. Pub- Cryoburn was published first in 2010. And then she went back in time to write Captain for Patrol's Alliance. And it was nominated for a Hugo in 2013. I believe this was actually when I first became aware of the Verkozigan books. Because, oh, back in 2013? Yeah, bec- or like when it, when it came out, or I can't remember if it was when the Hugos were happening because I had just started... F- following john scalzi on twitter and he was Mm -hmm. also nominated for a hugo that year so he had like a photo of him and all the other nominees which lois was one of them and then i remember them talking about it on the sword and laser podcast which i listened to um 
where they were talking about the Hugo nominees. And I was like, what is this book, Captain Vorpatrol's Alliance? What the heck is a Vorpatrol? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> and, and now I and know. And now he's like our bestie. I know, right? He's he's very good. I, I mean, I've known you since we met officially in 2012. Yes. Like almost as long as I've known you. You've been talking about these. <laughs> well, I haven't. So, I didn't start reading them until 2016. No, I know. But at some point, like, I feel like there was another mention somewhere of Gentleman Joel and the Red Queen when we, it came out. Yeah, that was 2016. That's when I started oh, reading it? these okay. books. Then yes. that just feels like it feels like the forever. whole time I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but uh, um, I think it just means that we've now known each other. We've gotten to the point where we've known each other long enough. Yes, that it's like, oh, well, it wasn't that long. <laughs> it wasn't that long, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> yep. So, and it's great because you guys are, I mean, this is not about the Vorpatrols, but you guys are my out-of-town friends that I see most often. Aww. Um, so that makes me real happy. Yes. Um, um, so just more time to talk about the uh, Star Wars and the Vorkosigans. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so to to have transparency... My show notes for this are not very thorough. <laughs> so, which is fine because I can just talk about how it's actually a romance novel. Yeah. For like an hour. Because um I actually read this book in the beginning of December and have read several books since then, so since I'm then. so I'm kind of like, uh what happened in this book? <laughs> but uh there somebody fell in love. Yeah. And I mean, that's true of a lot of the books, so. That's true. Um, so yeah, overall opinion of the book. Um, Robin, I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually one of my favorites in the series because for me, there's a lot of, I don't know how many of our listeners are active on romance Twitter in addition to maybe sci-fi <laughs> Twitter or Star Wars Twitter. Um, but there's a lot of discussion recently about what makes a romance a romance. Like what, what is that? Yes, I know that um, I've, I've seen the discussions of happily ever after and all of that right. sort of thing. So, so the major, it's not a, obviously nothing is a complete consensus, but the major consensus amongst romance readers is that it had a happy ending yeah, or happily ever after rather um, with the couple. And the way that Bujold has structured this, it's like a romance, it's like a rom-com with some science fiction thrown in. Um, so she's taken two of my absolute favorite genres and squished them together. Um, a civil campaign had a lot of those elements, but it had a lot more in-depth plot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like with the butter bugs and, um, what, I, you know, all miles is scheming about things. Um, this is mostly the the whole first two thirds of the book are focused on their relationship. Yes. And those um, were the parts and, that I liked the best. <laughs> right. And then you get into plot and you're like, Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess we do need to resolve that, but okay, that's resolved. And then everybody lives happily ever after. The, um, like, like you do. Right. Exactly. So it, it's very much, if I ha I have friends that are romance readers primarily, but often say, 
you know, they want to expand genres and, you know, maybe look at more sci-fi. And this is absolutely a book that I would recommend to them because it takes a lot of the familiar tropes. It takes a lot of the really good comedy. Like some of this book is just like, I laughed funny. Yeah. Um, there's a particular scene with Ivan and the groats and they're getting <laughs> married. And like, I just, I, I listened to it two or three times because it made me laugh so hard. Um, I think it's obviously I like this book. This yes. is a long way for me to say that I really like this book. <laughs> yeah. You like this book a lot more than I did initially. Yes. yes. So as, as is the, the case for me and a lot of the books, I liked it more the second time around. I think so. The, the first half of the book, I really, really loved. So mm -hmm. like when I initially read it, I gave, I gave the book four stars. I gave the first half of the book five because um, I couldn't stop reading. And then the second half of the mm -hmm. book, I would give like a three where it was good. There was nothing wrong with it, but it was just not holding my attention. And I think it right. was because initially it's a I mean, there's other stuff going on. There's that whole plot with the uh, like embezzlement. Um, and, you know, obviously Tej and Rish on the run. But it's really about Ivan and Tej. And, mm -hmm. like, they are getting to know each other. They get married. And it's really <laughs> hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> they go off to Berear. And then they are sort of learning to, like, be, to be together and starting to fall in love. Because, of course, when you get fake married, you fall in you love. You have to fall in love. Yeah. Because fake married is one of my favorite tropes in the whole wide world. It is. And I am, like, so pleased that Lois McMaster Bajold used it in a, yes, in a book. Yes. But, fake married is the best. But, like, it's not fake married because they're actually married. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, they just literally... It's more like marriage of convenience rather than right. fake yes. married. Yeah. But, but st I, I still think they all fall under the same sort of... Yeah, like it's fake umbrella. dating, marriage of convenience, fake married. Yep. Those are all yep. the same, same all things thing. that I love deeply. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all things that come out in fanfic all the yep, time. All the time. And look, we didn't even need a fanfic. It's no. an actual published book. Yes. Uh, so happy. So all of that stuff I loved. And like the whole part when like, Ivan and Tej were having sex for the first time. Like, oh my god, it was like swooning. I'm like, this yep. is so adorable. Yep. And then when they, you know, realize, oh no, we can't get divorced. So what are we gonna do? And Ivan's like, I want to ask her to stay. And I'm like, oh, you guys, oh, Ivan. <laughs> and then you know, the the book reaches the midpoint and. Lois and for and, you, it all just sort of yeah. went downhill. <laughs> well, Lois McMaster Bourgeois does the thing that she does, where she has the worst possible thing that can happen for Ivan happen, yep, which is, it's, true. it's not that they can't get divorced. It's that all of her family shows her up. Her family arrives. And then it kind of got like, A, there were so many people, I could not keep them straight. Like, the, mm -hmm. I, I still don't know how many brothers and sisters she has, what their names are. Like, a it's, lot. it's irrelevant. <laughs> and so I, like, that I kind of glazed over. And then, like, the whole 
plot with the hidden treasure, I was just kind of like, yes, yes, but what about Ivan and Tej? <laughs> and then they like don't <laughs> talk to each other, and it's very distressing. Um, so and like you know, there was a lot of passages and scenes that were very technical. And this happens in other mm-hmm. books as well. And that's when I kind of was just like, yeah, I don't care about the the Your the eyes pipe sort things. of glaze over and <laughs> Yeah. Yep. But And this, the uh, what were what are they called? The the Microborer? More- Microborer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't care about that. <laughs> I was looking in the show notes and I was like, Oh, I don't see that. No, I didn't put that. But um but anyway, this is a long way of saying that the first time around, I was kind of like really excited about the first part, very May on the second. Um, knowing what was going to happen made me like the book better the second time around. I still really like the first half more because it's just so much like it's like a fanfic to me. Yes. <laughs> and in the best in the best way. It's like the best romance fanfic. Yeah. Like or romance novel. It's just delightful. Yeah. And um but I appreciated it more the second time around, especially when uh <laughs> when with all the stuff with Simon. Mm-hmm. I think it's because now like I've read the series again and I've become so fond of Simon, like mm-hmm. seeing him after his illness and like just still kind of like having a scheme was just really fun so yes i loved that he was still uh up to his old tricks (laughs) yeah even after his illness and it was really sweet to see him and ivan being closer Mm -hmm. because like ivan or not ivan uh simon and miles were always close just because of miles's father's position and then simon was his boss which is why that scene in memory is so horrible to read because like Simon is sort of kicking his own son out of the military almost. Yep. Um yep. but like we don't And Simon doesn't have any children. No. So you know, Miles has always been sort of his you know, really close nephew. Yeah. And now that he's with Alice, Ivan is his de facto Sort Step- of stepson, right? But Ivan, did they officially get married? I don't uh, think so. Not that I'm aware of. I don't know if okay. it's happened by the time of Captain Perpetual's Alliance. We'll find out, <laughs> but I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think I think it might be one of those things where Simon is like doesn't want you to protect Alice, but I mm-hmm. don't know. Like, I mean, Alice is already like pretty super important. So, <laughs> right. So it's, yeah. If anybody's going to come after them, they'd probably be coming after both of them right. rather than just right. Simon. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it was, we don't really see like Ivan and Simon together. Like there's, nope. there's that moment when he realizes that Simon and his mom are, sleeping together which is hilarious it's so good but like even in ivan and even in a, a civil campaign when we get ivan's point of view there's not that he's involved in like a different plot so we don't really see anything with him and right simon so this is really the first time we've gotten like his thoughts on like his stepfather but not his stepfather and that's really weird and if this had happened when he was a child like it would have been a lot easier but it would have been fine but he's in his 30s yeah and that's all you know right mm. 
It's kind of, this I mean, it's, and he's known Simon his whole life. Like, mm-hmm. he's been this, like, super important figure, and Simon... And, and also kind of a scary figure. Yeah. Um, and maybe not scary is the wrong word, but, like, intimidating mm-hmm. figure. Yes, that is a good way to put it. So, and like, then and suddenly Ivan he's is, like oh, your stepdad. Yeah, and considering <laughs> Ivan is the person who is always trying to avoid the spotlight, like he would obviously be avoiding Simon Ilion's uh, attention. <laughs> yep. Um, so um, let's go through the book because all right, it's a good one. Let's do it. So Ivan, that's what this podcast is about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Ivan is on Komar. He yes. is there with Admiral Deplanes. Is it Deplanes? Deplanes. Uh, Grover says Deplane. Okay, that's what I would think. It's it's French. I French. mean, yes, and that's what it would look like. Desplaines. I can't wait till we get to Tej's whole name. Oh my god, you can pronounce that <laughs> for me. Um, is it, so Ivan is there. Uh, they are doing their like annual. Or I don't even know if it's annual, but they're like inspection of Komar or whatever, the right. Komaran fleet. And so let's just point out that Ivan is the aide de camp, which is like personal secretary, basically, yep. to the head of the entire ops department. Right. So imp- the Imperial Service is divided into IMSEC, and then there's ops. And then there's like galactic affairs and all of these. And so that's a pretty important job that it's Ivan has. It's incredibly important. And he always sort of brushes it off. Like the funny thing about Ivan is that this is quite an accomplishment. Like it's not on the battlefield, but not everybody needs to be on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does his job really well and really efficiently from mm-hmm. all accounts because Deplane seems very happy with him. Um, well, until later. Um, but that's, you know, Ivan's constantly downplaying his position and his brain right. and all of that. Um, but he's got a really important job. Right, and I think this this promotion is directly in response to the events of the civil campaign, mm-hmm. um, because you know he does something really good in a civil campaign, and what happens? He gets a better job, and that's why he never tries to do anything good because right. the response for a job well done, or the is reward for a job well done, is more jobs. <laughs> especially from gregor like gregor's not stupid he's gonna Mm -hmm. you know reward people who serve him well so particularly people he genuinely likes and considers family and can trust right so i imagine those are rare yeah and so ivan is not like ivan does not have the most tactical mind like miles nope ivan isn't like going to be go out and leading battles or winning wars i do not want ivan leading me no like i don't want ivan leading me anywhere really but ivan is a very good (laughs) assistant or aide de camp whatever they call it like yep he the the whole um his whole (laughs) uh process with the snakes the is really funny but Mm -hmm. also very ingenious because like he separates all of the 
correspondence like there's the the poison the venomous snakes which they need to deal with right away yep and there's the right garden now. snakes that they can deal with later and i'm like that's how i organize things mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's really it's really smart and like he considering how important that position is and how busy they are he's never overwhelmed by everything you know, Mm-mm. like because he's got a system, man. He's got a system, and he's really good at it. And he just he goes to work, he does his job, and then he comes home. You know, right? And that is very much like me. <laughs> I go to work, <laughs> that is not I like do my me. job, and then at your miles, <laughs> I'm Ivan. <laughs> I just do my job and go under the radar. Don't get in trouble. Right. That's yep. me. You are no, miles. I'm, you have I'm to be in charge. Much more miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, how could we get this to do this? <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, just tell me what to do. Just <laughs> right. tell me what to do. And I'll honestly, do it. the world needs all kinds of people. Yeah. And Ivan realizes that, and he's just gonna go off and do his thing. Um. He, and he's very self-aware. Yes. Which he doesn't I, well, want to be right he pretends not to be but he is correct <laughs> yep so ivan is you know on kamar and the first thing that happens is he opens the door and it's byerly routier <laughs> and really oh really nothing a- good is ever gonna come of byerly darkening your doorway like seriously like i read the first page and i'm like all right this is gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get into it here <laughs> because again that is the worst thing that can happen to ivan is yep. to open his door and byerly is there and yep. of course he's like what the hell are you doing a komar uh what what problems are you into so by <laughs> is there investigating some sort of embezzling ring in the Bang. fleet now ivan does not know this right away byerly tells him later but for now but she should have told him up front but, yeah he should have told him a lot of know. things up front <laughs> uh that's fair that yeah. is fair so byerly asks ivan to go pick up a girl <laughs> because and ivan's like well i mean fine but why <laughs> yeah so he goes to this shipping place like the, the komar version of ups <laughs> <laughs> yep and he tries to ship miles the ugliest vase in creation it is the best part is is it actually works yep <laughs> and he but he's very smart because he ships it just to like miles Verkozigan, Verkozigan house Vorobar sultana like that's all it is and yep, tej, no actual address it no, doesn't need one it doesn't need one and tej <laughs> has no like recognition of the name so Ivan is able to determine that she's not from around there. Because right. if you're Karmarin, you would recognize the name for Kozigan. So he's very sly yep. in that way. So he's trying to pick her up. Because he's smart. Yeah, he's smart. So he tries to pick her up and he fails. Which, you know, is Pretty very miserably. Sad. Yeah. And, you know, Byerly's like, oh, well, you know, you, would, you don't have a problem with that because you're always picking up girls. But Ivan... 
is not necessarily super successful at picking up girls. It's that no. he's very persistent about persistent. it. Persistent. <laughs> he know he understands the laws of averages, and he's like, "Listen, if I ask out one girl, she might say no. If I ask out ten girls, nine of them can say no, but one of them can say yes. One of them will say yes. Yes. And Miles, he yep. says, Miles never understood that." <laughs> But Ivan, of course, has not wanted to get married, which um, we kind of find out why later. Um, mm-hmm. And But now he's almost 35, and he's sort of like, well, maybe I should, because everyone else is. But he doesn't really yeah, understand. Yeah, maybe I should think about that. But, like, he doesn't understand, while the law of average things is good when you're trying to get, like, a date to... Gregor's wet Gregor's birthday. It's not good when you're trying to find the love of your life. <laughs> That's so great about your marriage. Yeah, right? <laughs> like you know, okay, yep. yeah, I, I just need someone to come with me to this party. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Just as long as they're nice. Uh, but you know, I want someone to spend the rest of my life with. You really have to narrow it down. <laughs> I mean, at least to people you share common interests with, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have some sort of criteria for that. Yeah. So uh, Ivan fails, but then he ha- goes to their uh He follows residence. her home, Yeah, basically. he follows her home, which is not great. It's pretty stalkery. Yeah. I, I, and he I, thinks he's being all sly. <laughs> I trust that Ivan does not do this on a regular basis and that this is extenuating well, circumstances. I imagine he doesn't because he's terrible at it. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> Ivan is not a spy. No. Oh, my Ivan, God. Now I want a Ivan spy novel about miserably. Ivan. <laughs> It'd be a comedy. <laughs> yes. It would be this Ivan book. Would be, yes, it would. Ivan would be a terrible spy. Yeah. Um, because they basically <laughs> see him. They, they see this coming. Yeah. And they're laying and waiting for him in the entry hall to the building. Um, and as I don't remember the whole scenario, but I know that it's Tej and Rish. So mm-hmm. Tej is there with her companion who is dressed like a, an old woman. And as Ivan comes in, they end up stunning him <laughs> and carting him off upstairs to the apartment who because would, who, they think. Hmm? Who would not want to do that to would, Ivan for Patro? I mean, <laughs> Miles would have just loved it. I wish Miles could have been there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he would have taken great pleasure in that. But they think that he's after them. Um, because of who Tej and Rish are. Right. Um, and then we get into their backstory and what happened to them. Yeah. So this is one of the books um, where we get two points of view, which is yep. which is nice. And I think it is because of the – I think that adds to your point that this is a romance book because you have to have both – points of view just like in komar yep. you get miles and a Katerin's point of view right so um we get tej's point of view and we find out that she and rish 
are from not Komar. They're from nope. Jackson's Hole. And they are on the run from very, very bad people. And they've been on Komar for a while. And finally, people are catching up with them. And they're trying to figure out how they get, they'll get out of there. Uh, Rish is very easily recognized because she has blue she's skin. Bright blue. And, like, has pointy mm-hmm. ears. Uh, and somehow gold, has gold, like, veins or something? Yeah. I was a little unclear about that. But she's blue and gold. Yeah. So she is genetically engineered in Jackson's Hole and was one of the dancers uh, for we find out that Tej is the daughter of the uh, Baron and Baron Cordona. Uh, yes. Their names were Shiv and Udin Gem Estif Arqua. Arqua. And uh, basically their story was that Shiv was like a Jackson's Hole hijacker. Uh, Tej is like a pirate. Yeah, he's a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, in my mind, he sort of looks like a pirate. Like oh, a yes. Short, Definitely. Burly, uh, well, that's kind of how they describe him, arr. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> arr. Uh, arr. So he, um, uh, Tej's grandmother was a Hote lady. Uh, from Cedaganda. And again, <laughs> Cedagandans, I don't like them. I don't like Cedagandans <laughs> are Jackson's Hole. So, yeah. So, so this was not your book. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So she was a Holt lady and she was on Varear during the occupation, during which occupation. we find out that the Cedagandans called it the Eighth Satrapy. Um. They, uh, Grover says Satrapy. Satrapy? But I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I might be wrong. Satrapy. Satrapy. Okay. So she, they flee to Komar. She, uh, her and her um, Gem general husband, they have uh, their daughter, Udine, who marries a Komaran, but then like their fleet gets hijacked by a group of pirates, and then Udine ends up falling in love with the pirate and like I I'm sure there's more to the story than is told but like of how like Udine basically tr- like shifted her loyalty from her husband to the pirates <laughs> right <laughs> because, I'd, I'd like a short story about that yeah exactly so um she ends up marrying him and they go to Jackson's Hole and end up sort of taking over house Cordona. One of the houses. Yep. And that is they they controlled one of the jump points uh that is of interest to Berear. So um that So these was, people are important to Berear. Yes. Diplomatically. Yes. Uh, we don't know that yet. Mm-mm. But eventually we figure that out. Yes. Um, so they were um there was basically a overthrow of their house and Tej and Rish were getting away in the, you know, they had drilled for this, but there was, you know, things went wrong and they believed everyone was dead except for them and like one of her brothers who had gone to Escobar beforehand because he wanted out of the family. He had escaped long before. Yes. Yes. So, um, and of course, uh, 
we you know later on when ivan learns the story he's like oh maybe he's with the doronas <laughs> because mm-hmm. you know the verkusigans yeah. have connections everywhere <laughs> yep they sure do <laughs> yeah so um they uh ivan is tied up <laughs> <laughs> and the real share. the real bounty hunters come come in and he like distracts them long enough for Tej and Rish to stun them and then Ivan is like finally convinces them to come to his flat and stay there and he can keep them safe and Byerly comes over and he's like uh what's happening this is not what I told you to do <laughs> <laughs> and Ivan's like, I'm I'm making it up as I go along. Yeah, what did you expect when you asked me to do something, Byerly? Yep. So there there's back and forth. Ivan goes, you know, Ivan's going to work. The girls are back at his flat and they're trying to figure out what to do. They're contemplating whether or not they should just like jump off the balcony, <laughs> which is horrible. Yeah, that's terrible. They're like, it's our only other option. Yeah. So finally, they reveal the whole story of, like, their parents, and Tej reveals her full name, which, Robin, you can pronounce. <laughs> so I'm just going on what Grover says. Okay. It's Akudi Tejaswini Giota Genestif Arqua. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'll call her That's Tej. That's why we call her Tej. <laughs> I'll call her Tej Genestif Arqua. Yep. <laughs> that sounds... I think that is perfectly fine. And then... You know, we can add some Vorpatrol in later. Tej Vorpatrol. That's a lot go. easier. So much easier. Yeah. So um, they are uh, basically, you know, they're, they're hiding out there. And Ivan gets questioned by Komaran Dome Cops. Uh, and he's like... Ugh. Well, because he called the police. Yeah, he called the police, which was not very smart. the real bad guys. Yeah, it was not smart, Ivan. Not smart. No. <laughs> so, uh-uh. so he's questioned at work, and he's like, oh, God, Admiral Deplane is gonna know this. Uh, this is so awful. But he, like, sort of, like, spins a story to them. And then... The dome cops show up again, believing that he has kidnapped Tej. At the same time, immigration shows up, having been called by the bounty hunters as a way to pick up Tej and Rish, and then the bounty hunters can swoop in and get them. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Ivan's uh Riscom keeps beeping with Admiral Deplane, who wants to know what the hell is going on and why didn't <laughs> Ivan didn't tell him about the interrogation earlier. So the cops and immigration are banging on the door. Yes. Tej and Rish are threatening to throw themselves off the balcony. <laughs> Ivan's Riscom is continually going off. Like every time he silences it, it just keeps happening. Everybody is sort of yelling at each other. Eventually, Ivan takes off his wrist palm and throws it in the refrigerator. <laughs> no, the freezer. <laughs> the freezer. Yes. While people are trying to break down the door, they've moved all of the furniture in front of the door. Yes. Or, to ch- yeah. try to stop them. Right. And I was like, did I import that from somewhere no, else? No, no, that, no happened. that happened. Um, and so in all of this, they're trying desperately to figure out how to make this right. <laughs> and Ivan finally, like, 
he, he runs into the other room and comes back out waving like a packet of oatmeal. Groats, groats it's groats robin but all i can see a is like the groats. quaker oatmeal packets <laughs> yeah. and like he's got the box in one hand and the packets in the other <laughs> oh. he comes running out and announces that if tej if they get married if he and tej get married all of this will go away because mm-hmm. she instantly becomes a citizen which means immigration doesn't have any authority anything to say about it and then it proves that he's not kidnapped her or tried to kill her yeah which means the police will go away yep so while these people are banging on the door and the wrist comms going off in the freezer and like he's you know making a is it a circle it's a circle it's a circle they make a circle with the groats with the groats and he's like pouring them out and explaining it how this all works as they go because he's been to a lot of weddings so he can (laughs) so he he's like i know how this goes and he's like we don't need anyone here uh brayerns marry themselves it's the whole you just have to have witnesses yeah it's fine yeah and byerly's like well actually yes that is all true. So this is still, and then Tej is like not answering, and Ivan's like, "Oh my god, marrying me is not worse than jumping off off a balcony, <laughs> right? <laughs> marrying me is not like if it's death or marry me. Come on, yeah, poor um, Ivan. I know, and Aww. she's sort of still like, um, I guess, yeah." Um, so they marry themselves. Ivan sort of remembers the words. He, like, it's, like, part of the Constitution, I think, is thrown (laughs) in there. And, like, (laughs) he he just doesn't really. But, I mean, as long as they've married themselves. allegiance to the flag. Right, exactly. Um, Um, and he remembers all of her name, which is sweet. He does, which is really sweet. Yeah. Yep. So they get married. Oh. And he's promised her that they can, once they get to Berea, they can get divorced. She can go on her way. Yeah. They, they can you go know. to, they'll, they'll help them go to Escobar so they can find her brother. Yep. Um, it'll be fine. Um, he's like, I know the count. It'll be fine. Falco it'll will give fine. us a divorce. And I'm thinking, to my, the whole time I was thinking to myself, Ivan, you know the count. Your mother, mother knows, knows the, count. the counts. <laughs> If Alice hadn't approved of Tej, the Count might have granted them a divorce. Oh, yes. 100%. But, but Alice does approve. <laughs> well, I think Alice would also approve of a lot of people right now. That's true. She just She's wants... like, are you married? Great. Yeah. So, um, so they get married. Ivan has to go run off to work. and um, Like, immediately. Yeah. He he gets his wrist come back from the freezer. <laughs> And um, he goes and he's like, he rushes off because they're supposed to um, do an inspection of a ship. And he like tells Admiral Duplaine, don't leave without me, please. Whatever you do, don't leave without me. So he gets there late, but they've waited for him. And he's like, change the schedule. And Duplaine is like, what? And he's like, go to this ship instead. So they go to the ship and, of course, they find out all of the embezzling that's been going on, uh, which Byerly was there investigating. He was playing the town clown. He had been, like, uh, 
you know, trying getting close to the people who were involved and doing doing what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, this was the book where I was like, you know, Byerly can really get in a lot of trouble if people figure out his true allegiances because he's like hanging out with Ivan, who's like aide to the plane while he's also like palling around with people who are embezzling from the fleet. So mm-hmm. the the story that comes out is that Byerly had no idea this was going on and he just sort of went with them on the ship to Komar, which was sort of like, like as a, a pleasure pleasure ship. Uh-huh. <laughs> which made me think of Thor Ragnarok <laughs> and the Grand Master <laughs> ship. <laughs> Grand Master uses it for his orgies and stuff. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yep. But so, that, you're right. That's exactly the same thing. So, yeah, he explains everything to Admiral Duplain, and Duplain is not amused, but he's also amused. Um, so he, they go back with Duplain on his ship, and he gives them their his suite, basically, or his cabin, because Ad, or Madame Duplain is not there. So... He doesn't need all that space, so he offers it to Ivan, and it's very tongue-in-cheek, and it made me laugh, because I'm like, they're gonna do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And the thing I love is, like, it's not even a question. Like, Ivan doesn't even stop to consider, like, well, like, we're not really married. We're gonna get divorced. Like, we don't have to have sex. He's like, oh, nope, I'm totally doing her. Yep. And Tej, of course, is like, well, yeah, he's attractive. And I have I have had all those. Uh, she went to the like pl- she had pleasure teachers. She had sp- tutors. She had a uh, licensed baden sexuality Sexual. therapist. There yeah. we go. And that yep. she had from Beta Colony. They were there for like two years uh mm-hmm. and she was very sad when they had to go back to beta colony and i'm like well yeah i would think so I mean, wouldn't you be <laughs> considering what they've been doing i mean and if- yeah yeah and of course ivan hears all this and is like uh <laughs> his his brain no longer functions he's like i lost my virginity to some like what is it like a stable girl or something? <laughs> something like that. Uh, so they do it, and it's wonderful. And mild, and uh, Ivan is, really... is like, "Oh, I love you." <laughs> yep. So they arrive on Berear, and Ivan has not really told anyone what's happened. He like sent his mother a very short message. Mm-hmm. Um. So he they get to. They get to uh, Berear, and Tej is like, Vorbar Sultana isn't what I thought it would be. It's, like, pretty modern, and it's nice. Not, like, super backwater country place. <laughs> um, and I like this book because we get a lot more of Vorbar's, the, the word I can't say, Vorbar Sultana. Because of, you know, Tej being new and Ivan, like, showing her around the city. Yep. So they get there, they go to his flat, <laughs> and Christo shows up immediately. And Ivan's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's 
just trying to make excuses as to like, oh, we just got here and oh, we have to change. And uh, Christos is like, that's fine. I brought a book. (laughs) It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Yep. Christos is Alice's driver come bodyguard. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a very big burly man from what I suppose, what I gather. Um, former insect, of course. Uh, I mean, why not? And Alice also has like a ton of other people working for her. She's got like a dresser. She has like a housekeeper. She's got like a secretary. Like I want the dresser, basically. Yes. <laughs> she oh also my gosh, has a cook. That'd be amazing. She also has a cook who's not Ma Costi. Because Miles will kill Miles, anyone who tries to yeah, take her away. Yeah, he would away. fight a war over yeah. Makosti. <laughs> yes. Um, so they invite Tej and uh, Rish and Ivan over. And Ivan's like, well, I might as well get this over with. Mm-hmm. So they go over and have dinner with Alice and Simon. And Tej is, like, expecting Alice to be this, like, dragon lady based on what Ivan has told her. And she gets really mad because she's like, Alice is lovely. Why is She's I- just so nice. Why is Ivan, like, saying these bad things about her? And I'm like, because Ivan's his son or her yep. son. <laughs> um, But, like, Alice, like... Can we just talk about Alice for a moment? I mean, I'm always up to talk about strong ladies. Like, I want to be her. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I want to be Cordelia, but, like, Alice, like, nothing phases her. Nothing. She knows what to do in every situation. She's never awkward. And she gets whatever she wants. I'm like, and everyone underestimates her, and that's why she gets whatever she wants. And I'm just like, man, how do I be like her? <laughs> how do I get to be like Alice? I still think I'd like to be Cordelia, be- because Cordelia is less constrained by a lot of societal yeah uh, things, expectations. Very much about protocol, yeah. and I mean, she maneuvers her way through that world expertly. Yes. I just grew up in that kind of world. Not quite. I mean, I don't know an emperor, but (laughs) growing up in an old Southern family, there's a lot of like, here's how you navigate social situations. And here's how you dress for these nine different things you could go to. You know, like, there's just a lot of prescriptive behavior that I really chafe under personally. Um, But I absolutely admire women that do that and they do it so well so well that she was made social secretary to the emperor and even now Mm -hmm. that he's married and his wife has that role she still has alice work for them because alice is so good at the job and Lisa is, you know, a doctor, so she is doing other things sometimes. Right. And she's also Kamarin. Right. So she doesn't know all the protocol. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, meet. And one of the first things that Alice says to Tej is, I'm so sorry about your loss. And it's the first time anyone has said that to Tej, and it, like, mm-hmm. made me well up. I'm like, oh, my God, Alice, you are perfect. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Because of course, like she is a great lady and mother. Yes. So they have a nice dinner and you know, Tej is like, I don't understand why you don't like your mother. <laughs> and Ivan's like, Well, I do like my mother. She's just my mother. <laughs> Which is understandable. <laughs> I mean, we all like I we all love our mothers and often go, Ah, mother. Right. Because that's just what having a mother is like. Exactly. And Simon is there, being Simon. Uh, he's very, you know, quiet and amiable and, you know, sort of eccentric now that he's had his memory <laughs> problems. But and he doesn't have to worry about uh, being head of IMSEC or yeah, anything. Right. But, like, he also kind of exaggerates his helplessness. Uh-huh. <laughs> um so uh they um so they uh are navigating Briar, Tej learns to drive, they go out, you know, and then my, Ivan gets a calm call from yep. the cuz. <laughs> because of course he does. <laughs> because I mean, that's just how this works. <laughs> right. I was waiting the whole time for Miles to get involved. Uh yep. So Miles because call- Miles has to be involved with everything. Of course. So um Miles explains that he is going off they are going off to Sergiar soon and he would like to meet Ivan's wife beforehand. <laughs> um and Ivan is trying to get out of it and Miles also Miles then Miles says uh they'll have Ma Costi snacks. <laughs> and Ivan's like crap and then miles is like oh by the way uh gregor will be here so really he requests and requires a presence so you Uh can't say no you have to do this like he should have led with that (laughs) but you know Uh (laughs) he's miles so he doesn't but he's miles so they go over to verkozigan house um there's a very adorable scene in the front uh foyer where uh sasha runs down the stairs naked yep (laughs) and like he looks up at rish i mean if anybody's ever been with toddlers for longer than 10 minutes you know that that's just a thing that happens (laughs) and he looks up at tej and he or he looks up at rish and he's like "Ooh," (laughs) because she's blue (laughs) and then he tries to eat the bugs in the mosaic (laughs) tile Yes, which that mosaic sounds beautiful. Oh, I yeah. want one in my front hall. Yes. Uh, and they say like that she had replaced it after a um like because of an incident that was like not fun to think about. And mm-hmm. at first I thought like the whole butterbug fiasco, but then I realized, oh no, it's the um her leaving the dinner party. Mm-hmm. So um, they have their meeting. Uh, <laughs> Ivan, <laughs> Ivan sees Sasha and he's like, oh, no, they're oh God, moving. They're walking. They're moving on their own. <laughs> <laughs> um, Helen, Helen, Natalia is asleep because they take turns in order to wear them down. <laughs> yep. Also true. <laughs> Having nannied for twins once. Oh, no. This is true. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a whole different story. And of course, like, Ekaterin is just, like, completely poised throughout this whole thing. Like, I also want to be her. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So they oh, she's amazing. Yeah. So they go into the library. Gregor is there and he is uh being Count Varbara today, so they don't have to do all the protocol. <laughs> and it's so funny because like That's nice. It is. It's so funny because Ivan comes in and he's like, sire, very seriously, and then Gregor's like, eh no, it's and I'm just, you know, Greg. Greg Bleakman today. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, okay. Uh, Tej, Gregor, Gregor Tej. And, cool. and Tej is like, um, I really wish that Ivan wouldn't like get bored of introductions and stuff right now when I'm meeting the Emperor of Brayar. Right. <laughs> and Gregor's like, welcome to Brayar. And she's like, oh, yeah, he can literally welcome me to his planet because he owns it. <laughs> Uh, so they have their meeting. He, they all explain. Ivan explains what happens, and Miles is just so amused about the entire mm-hmm. story. First, just about, like me, yeah. First about <laughs> Tej like turning him down, and then like <laughs> we find out they did get the awful vase, <laughs> and Te- and Tej yep. realizes that this is where the awful vase went. <laughs> um, they uh. Oh, they when they tell the story about the wedding, someone asks, I can't remember who it was, but they're like, why did you put the wrist comm in the freezer? And Ivan's like, because it wouldn't start stop going off. And they're all like, oh, yeah, like that makes perfect sense. It's, uh, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'll have to remember. Makes to, sense to me. I'll have to remember to put my phone in the freezer if it ever like <laughs> keeps me. <laughs> so they have their meeting um, and then. Miles and Ekaterin and the kids go off to Sergiar to visit the their, you know, Errol and Cordelia, which is mm-hmm. a very smart move for uh, Bujol to get them off the page because because otherwise Miles would take over. Yep, which is why the story started on Komar, where Miles was not. So she's very smart, very yep. very very smart. But we get to see Miles. Mm-hmm. But because he doesn't of course, need to take over. Right, because if we didn't see Miles, we would be disappointed. Because mm-hmm. and, and not just necessarily for Miles, but to for Miles' reaction to what has happened. <laughs> because yep. it's fantastic. Because we need it. Yeah. So um the next part that happens is probably my favorite part of the book. Um it's Ivan's birthday. And mm-hmm. Alice invites Tej to come along, uh, and they are they always start the day with burning an offering for Ivan's father in the spot where he died, um, because you know for those That's of us have forgotten, uh, Ivan's dad was shot with a nerve disruptor in front of Alice. Uh, in the street. On the day that it, Ivan was born. Yeah, and then they, like, rescued Alice and brought her into some, like, whorehouse, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sergeant Bathari helped her give birth. and Like a slum, quite yeah, literally. a slum. Yep. And uh, Alice, or Tej, like, they, they say, you know, you know, Ivan's dad died when Ivan was born. And Tej is like, oh, where was his replicator? And Alice is like right here oh, no. and points her belly and she's like, oh, Ivan Zav, you were a body bird. <laughs> and like speaking of Ivan Zav, so Tej does a does some searching on Ivan when like she first 
meets him on Komar and goes to his flat and like she finds up a bunch of like Vorpatrols and like Ivan is sort of like in the middle of the list so she assumes like he's not super important and then she looks up like the Ver- especially because she looks up the Verkozigans and finds out like oh like yeah Miles is super important um but she doesn't understand all of the uh nuances with where exactly Ivan was in mm-hmm. the uh sort of line of secession, the unofficial line of secession. And right. she's re- well, even isn't the isn't it the official? Well I guess because like because I Gregor doesn't have an official heir. So like it's sort of understood like Errol is the next in line and then Miles but people wouldn't want Miles to be in line, so they would right, overthrow so would them to get to basically Ivan. put Ivan on the throne. Yep, yep. And like, so that's why they were uh, Vordarian was trying to round up all of Verkozigan's allies and all of the people that were like n- close to the throne because mm-hmm. they wanted he wanted to get rid of them all. Um, so Tej is kind of annoyed that <laughs> Ivan made himself to be way less important than he really is. But that's so <laughs> Ivan because he it's doesn't so he doesn't well, A, he doesn't want to be important. And right. he doesn't think of himself as important. So they go off to do their their ceremony and like they have police blocking the street because like it's literally in the middle of the street, which is like gotten more crowded as time goes on. And like, so they set up a barrier and, uh, they, Christo sets up the, the, where they burn the offering. It's like a gold tripod thing. <laughs> yeah. Like they set it up in the middle of the road. Yeah. Where, cause that's the plaque. Like she, yep. she had the plaque put right where, Padma died. Only Alice for Patrol could have, like, (laughs) the street closed, a plaque put in the actual road. Like, (laughs) and so this is so this is how they have started Ivan's birthday for the past 35 years. And Ivan doesn't know any different. Like, Mm -hmm. this is just what they do. And, like, because he was too, when he was young, he, he couldn't understand it. When he was older, he didn't want to, like, ask questions about it and now it's like you know it's just something they do and Tej is like horrified by it all and Ivan like has said you know he doesn't he never knew his dad so he didn't know anything different you know it was just it's just the way things were for him Mm -hmm. Um, but so as they're like burning the offering and Tej like brings like burns her hair too, which is very nice. And that's that's when I knew I'm like, oh no, they're not getting divorced. Alice nope. likes her. Mm-mm. Alice likes her. <laughs> um <laughs> They're never gonna let that Alice no. never gonna let that happen. Um and Alice tells the story of what happened for Tej's benefit, and I guess kind of for Ivan's because he's He's never really heard a lot of parts of the story before. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it's really horrible. And this is, like, the only time we ever see Alice ever crack her exterior. Um, and, like... She 
she gets mad <laughs> she gets so mad and she tells the story and it's like it's not like she's like oh padma i miss him so much she's like padma you idiot i told you not to go out there and you did anyway because you were scared mm-hmm. and i'm like I, I when i read this for the first time i almost was crying because it's like it's so real like it's such mm-hmm. a real emotion like of course she obviously misses her husband but like if that were to happen to me, I would I would probably be angry too. You yep. know, like just I'd be so mad. Do what I told you to, and everything would have been fine. And now she has to raise this baby by herself in a war. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I'm, not even just in a war, but like giving birth to this child. Oh God, it, 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 like I, yeah, I can understand where this anger comes from. And her, like, I totally she get it. She couldn't scream. Like, she nope. couldn't scream no matter how much it hurt because then they'd find her. Yep. And, like, I I gained so much more respect than I already had for her <laughs> in the scene. But also, like, it really made me think so much more highly of Ivan. Like, I already mm-hmm. loved him. But I was just like, oh, oh, this is why Ivan is Ivan. Like, Ivan has... Sp- he he even says to Tej, I learned early on the consequences of Vorpatrol's meddling with politics. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, Yeah, I mean, he understood that from as early as he could understand pretty much anything. Right. And, like, it wasn't, like, you You can say, oh, Ivan's so smart in that he, like, avoids everything and tries to be, like, very normal and not excel so people overlook him. But I don't even know if that's a conscious choice that he made or just something he realized That he said, just does because that's his self-preservation. Yeah. And not just self-preservation, preservation for the people around him that he loves. Like, yep. because he knows people are gonna tr- were gonna try to get to to use him against miles and as much as he grumbles and yeah i mean who it, are both as long as gregor's still alive in whatever scenario is going on yeah right and like miles is his cousin gregor is like his cousin i mean i guess gregor is his cousin yeah so, but they all grew up together yeah they they like, were basically like brothers and right, as they much, were raised like brothers and as much as he gives miles crap where they give each other crap like he loves miles you know like mm-hmm. when um well yeah think back to memory or not memory uh mirror dance when he when he finds out that uh the um what's it called when the cryo the cryo uh palette or whatever oh, when he's uh when he's frozen <laughs> yeah and when it comes yeah. when they find it and it's empty yeah, and he is at the or the emperor's birthday party, and Mark finds him drinking like bottles of wine and crying, mm-hmm. like um, like oh yeah, he really does love Miles. <laughs> yeah, um, so I mean, if you a lot of sibling relationships are like that. Yeah, um, I don't know because I don't have any. <laughs> Yes, that is that would be a hindrance to knowing that. Um, <laughs> for years, my sister and I we have a great relationship now, but had a like a we just didn't get along particularly. 
not that we didn't love each other, but we sort of bickered and, you know, but we loved each other desperately, even when we bickered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of think that's how Miles and Ivan are. Right. So, so, so yeah, like he has, he's sort of adapted this me- middling life that he has, both for self-preservation but also for the benefit of everybody else. Yeah. Because yep. he doesn't want them to use him against them. Poor uh, Ivan. It's so good. It's so good, but it also <laughs> makes me sad. I know. So um, then they go off to see Count Falco. They've, mm-hmm. they've gotten in. There was like a cancellation in one of the hearings. Originally, they thought it was going to be like six months or like a couple months until they could see him. But so they got there. They made like a long weekend, a long romantic weekend out of going down to the to district capital. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, Ivan, you dumbass. <laughs> so they meet with Count you know. Falco and Falco is like, well, what are your grievances? Like what if what what is the grounds for the divorce? And there are no grounds for the divorce. And so he's like, "Well, then you know, I'm not granting this." Right. And they're like, "And I what? was like, but wait, what? But what? Yeah." And so they are like, you know, are trying to protest, and he's like, "Don't waste my time again." And like he mm-hmm. becomes like the count, and he's like, "I spoke to your mother," and Ivan's like. this is her doing Uh so they like leave and they're like uh what happens now so basically falco's like give it six months come back then um but one of the uh basis for divorce is abandonment Uh and tej is planning to go to escobar to see her brother um she spoke with gregor about it and like he said he would help arrange a jump ship to escobar but they don't know when that'll happen because they can't just you know commandeer one for their use uh there has to be like one with spots on it that they can use so ivan's like thinking this whole time well when is tej going to leave and then he's like how do i get my how do i ask my wife to marry me (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh ivan you're in i love you ivan you're in and then everything goes to hell when there's a call on the comm to come to immigration at the at the shuttle port there's people demanding to speak to tej and she thinks it's her brother um oh no but it turns out it's her it's entire Arqua family. There's like nine of them, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's something about the living jewels. I don't yeah. know how many of them there are. Yeah. And then there are her biological siblings right. and then her parents and her grandmother. And like, I don't know, it's like a hundred people. Yeah. Which it's not, but it yay, felt like it. <laughs> Tej and Rish are super excited because they're not dead. And Rish is especially super excited because she's been missing her fellow jewels. Um, yep. who are the dancers and like they, like they have this really weird biological like loyalty programmed Symb- into them yes yeah. it's really weird um 
It's vaguely uncomfortable. It is. Um, so Ivan, of course, is like put in charge of all of this and like he gets them a hotel room, he gets them a lift van so they can drive there and he's he just starts like, playing like cruise director. Yeah, and he's like, uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh Alice knows exactly what to do in this situation. She throws Throw a, a dinner party. <laughs> Throw a dinner party. And this one goes a lot better than Miles's. Oh, man. Anything Alice, any dinner party Alice could throw together in like an hour would be better than a dinner party that Miles put on. Right? No offense to Miles. And like literally that's what happens. Like she calls Ivan and she's like, I'm really upset. Like you haven't told me about this. And he's like, well, I didn't want to overwhelm you. And she's like, I have had parties at the Imperial residence for like 200 people. I can handle like 10. Dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so she, like, you know, hires all her people. She gets Ma Costi to help because yeah, Miles I mean, is not there. <laughs> and they somebody have butter. has to be the beneficiary of Ma Costi's cooking. Yeah. They have butterbug dessert, which Ivan decides not to tell them what it's from. <laughs> I think that's smart, Ivan. I think um, that's smart. Yeah. So they're, um, during the dinner party, uh, Simon and Shiv, who is the dad, um, Go off to drink some brandy. <laughs> That's never a good sign. <laughs> and Ivan tries to get in, as does Byerly, because Byerly and Rish have been, like, hooking up, which is weird. Yep. Weird. Um, they say whatever makes them happy. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't ship it. <laughs> no, I don't really either. I was like, oh, that's okay. You can do better than that, Rish. Yeah. But wait. Watch, watch Lois McMaster Bujold write a Byerly book and make us fall in love with and him. And then we're like, oh my God, he's so great. I know. That's what she's going to do because that's what she does. I'm like, oh my God, I hate Mark Forkosigan so much. And then. Oh my God, I love Mark Forkosigan. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what she does. Yep. So um, Shiv and Simon make a secret bet that Ivan does not find out until later, but it's basically that Shiv cannot find their secret treasure place within a certain amount of time or something something like that there's some treasure hidden and shiv yeah. knows about it and simon knows about it and they make a bet that shiv can't find it yeah yeah or that it's not there or whatever because right. like the impsec tried to look for it and i guess never had it but so yeah they're <laughs> the grandmother who's uh who was on Barrier before was Does like she have a first name I can't remember. I don't remember. I think Tej just calls her grand grandma mare or something. I don't know. Something like that. Grandmare. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? She's Lady Gem Estif. Yeah, Lady Gem Estif, which Miles is really or Ivan is really glad that he had that time in Sitaganda so he can like impress her. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Um so she was on Broyar during the occupation. And um, she was, like, a geneticist, and they had this lab, and they ended up, like, leaving all everything in there when they left Brayar, and they also had, like, tons of stuff there. Antiques. Yeah. Gold. Treasures. It's like one-eyed... Like pirate treasure. Yeah, it's like one-eyed Willie's ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Tej gets swept into this this plan to find the treasure and lo and behold the lab is directly under 
the huge Imsec and ugly Imsec building. Yep. <laughs> Which, of course, is wonderful. Of course um, it is. And so they start doing these experiments to figure out how to get under there, um, which is why Simon doesn't think, like, they're going to be able to do it because they're going to have to, like, get in touch with certain companies and he'll know about it. Um, but they have this secret thing called the microbore, which is some sort of, like, fungus, I think, or... Microbe thingy yeah. that, like, eats everything around it to make tunnels. Yeah, it makes tunnels. So they use that to tunnel under Impsec. From a park across from, the street. Yeah. No, <laughs> from tunnel. a... From a parking garage across the street. Right. <laughs> they get they, they right. They're dancing in the parking garage to take measurements. And yep. Simon is watching this as this happens, and Ivan like goes and finds him because Ivan has no idea what's going on and it's driving him crazy. So finally yep. he goes to And he and at this point he and Tezure, she's like trying to decide between him and her family. And he wants her to stay with him, and her family is not all that nice to her. Oh God, her family like is this- her family is awful to her. Like, yeah, they're. they're I'm just not very like, nice. why are you? They put her down, and I'm like, ah, stop. Yeah, like it's not very nice, and even her si- her siblings nice too. To you. Her siblings yeah. too. So no, they- her sisters, her biological <sighs> sisters are. T- terrible so the jewels are doing this dance in the park across from insect in order to like measure get measurements of where the lab is and like all of the like insect people come out and watch them and they're like really confused they're like what is going on but they're all like also like well simon's here so i guess everything's fine which makes simon realize that uh, they shouldn't just think this is fine if I'm here and I need to talk to General Allegre about mm-hmm. security. Um, so, <laughs> But that won't matter in a little while. Exactly. So um, <laughs> the Arquas go inside from like a parking garage and they are using Tez to drive them around because she knows how to drive. She has a yep. license. So... Uh, Ivan is like keeps trying to talk to her, but she's never there. And then she like goes and stays with them, and it's it's very distressing. I don't like this part of the book because yeah, I was like, just get back together. I know, just just talk, just talk and kiss. Yep. So they like go, <laughs> like they finally talk, and then Tej is like, oh, okay, let's make love <laughs> to distract them, to distract Ivan, and. You know, he's Ivan, so... It works. (laughs) It works. So they eventually... Ivan eventually is like, listen, I'm your husband. I'm going with you. So she brings him when they're going to, like, go into the treasure vault for the first time. So they go inside, and Ivan is not pleased because it's underground. And And Ivan does not like that after his brush with um his fear is very rational he would tell you it's a (laughs) i mean it is it's not completely irrational he was stuck in a closet in a pumping closet and like waiting for the water to come in and drown him him. Mm -hmm. and then like ivan made or miles made him go back (laughs) and stay in there in the darkness (laughs) yep um so they get in the vault it is 
filled with treasure. Like, Ivan is looking through this stuff, and he, like, recognizes letters, like, from Dorka to, uh, uh, what's the dude's name? The dude, the bad one, the bad emperor. I can't remember. Uh, uh Yuri? Yuri? Mad Emperor Yuri, yes. Yay! <laughs> like, and so he's like, oh my god, Duve Galeni would have a fit. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and he yep. recognizes like a set of daggers like from all the 50 counts <laughs> and Which he like miles's single dagger that's kind of like that is uh, is quite literally priceless right so this is so like then all there's a of set them. of like 50 <laughs> and he like pockets the verpatrol or he like wants to pocket the verpatrol yep. <laughs> so yeah there's like countless money in here and um they're they're exploring and as they're exploring, they are confronted by one of Shiv's old, like, acquaintances. They had hired them to courier all the stuff off the planet. Like, basically, give us a van, get it off the planet. We'll give you yep. a certain percentage. Uh, but this guy followed them and... and he wants the treasure for himself. Right. And that Just doesn't... Just like pirates. Yeah. <laughs> And that doesn't work very well. There's a scuffle. And then a bomb goes off. Because mm -hmm. when they were initially dis exploring this, Tej found, like, an old Berearian soldier from the time of probably Vordarian, the the war the, of pretender, the pretendership mm -hmm. war. Pretenders war. Pretenders war. And mm -hmm. um, she found him and his dog tags and, like, got... Ivan to figure out who he was just because she was curious. And he had some sort of explosives on his back. <laughs> and, and they were like, oh, it's probably fine because yeah. they haven't exploded yet. And of course, uh, Chekhov's gun. It goes mm -hmm. off. <laughs> yep. Um, and they are not sure if everyone has survived. Rish and one of the other Arquas is missing. Um, they're basically stuck in the main cavern waiting for help. Um, and Ivan's greatest fear has come true. Yeah, he's stuck underground and the water might be rising and the air is going to go away. Um, they, he knows that Imsec will eventually get there, but he's not sure how long it will take because, uh, when the guy came in to confront Shiv, he used his stunner, so Imsec is going to pick up the, the signals. So whenever mm -hmm. they've been exploring, they haven't used any sort of like electronics or anything that would notify Imsec. So uh, Imsec eventually arri arrives. They cut a hole in the cavern <laughs> and, and dr drop in. It's very yep. dramatic. It is. Uh, <laughs> and Ivan and Tesh have made up by this. Tesh, rather, have made up yeah. by this point. So, yeah. They, it was really cute. They're snuggled. Yeah. So, they are, you know, stuck in a cavern, probably about to die, maybe mm -hmm. about to die. So, what happens? Of course, they make up because that's what happens in because these Because that's what you stories. do when you're about to die. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and Ivan asks her to stay and she says, yes, I want to stay. So it's very nice. Uh, 
They get rescued. Byerly is there. <laughs> uh, Gregor eventually shows up because, of course, he does. Alien shows up. Um, they find Rish and the other Arqua. They were they got like sucked out when the bomb went off, and everyone's fine. And then they someone turns to look at Impsec and is like, "Has the building <laughs> always been tilted?" <laughs> This makes me laugh so much. So when there was the explosion, and basic also from all of like the boring under of the right, so ground, these micro borer things, from my understanding, are indiscriminate. Mm-hmm. They just can keep boring off in other directions. Yeah. So not only was this thing under MSEC, all of the bomb went off, and then all these things have tunneled underneath it. Yeah. So MSEC. Just starts slowly sinking <laughs> the whole building. Like literally, starts- it's like I think it ends up in the fourth floor, and like yep. people are able to jump off the roof without hurting yep. themselves. <laughs> Thankfully, like not a lot of people were there, and no one like got hurt. Mm-hmm. And Simon is thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep. Like everyone else is freaking out. Allegra is freaking out. Gregor is freaking like, out. Yes. Simon is in the background. Like this is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even head of Impsec anymore. This is so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, they um, we have a everything gets wrapped up. Um, the uh. The people are there's investigators down there figuring out exactly how much everything is worth, and it is like a literally ridiculous amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, the Arquas take a deal with Gregor where he's like, I'm going to issue judgment, and you have to agree with what I say. And they decide to take that because if he wasn't going to offer that. Like, the fact that he offered that meant that he was going to go easy on them because he wanted something. Mm-hmm. So he's basically like, we will give you a percentage of this, which is a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> a lot of Because money. I can't even remember how many marks they figure out that it's worth, but it's, like, enough to, f- like, enough to f- take over a planet, basically. And mm-hmm. so... They basically give the Arquas a percentage of it and send them back to Jackson's Hole to take back over House Cordona because Gregor wants an ally there to keep the station. Yep. Because Um, it's important. Yes. So they agree that um, Byerly is sent off with... uh, the the ship that the embezzlers were using <laughs> so he i think he gets that one mm-hmm. um and ivan and so tej ends up having this disagreement with her family about whether or not to go with them and they're like oh well i we told you to go with ivan so you wouldn't get in trouble but now everything's fine. But now you should come with us. And she stands up to them and she's like, no, I'm staying here. And I'm very Yay, proud of her. that made me proud of her. Yeah. So Ivan and Tej uh, are basically exiled. 
<laughs> That's fine. I he, mean, their exile sounds good to me. He's sent to this planet where, like, it's, like, basically a beach planet. It's basically like the Bahamas. Yeah, and he sets it up so that he only has – he can work remotely. And, like, so they go live on the beach and he only has to, like, go to the city, like, a certain number of times. Mm-hmm. And, like – I've or Simon and Alice are also exiled and they take this trip and like Ivan gets a note that they went to the orb. <laughs> and yep. he's like, God damn it, Aunt Cordelia, why are you telling me all these Why things? would you tell me this? <laughs> and he gets they get vids of Miles's kids, and of course Ivan's like, hmm, kids. Interesting idea. Interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as far as I know, Ivan does not have any kids, but I would like for Ivan to have kids. I would love to see a book with Ivan and yeah. Tej parenting. But Tej is, I think she's 26, so she's got a long time to have kids. So Yes. They can. They can. I mean, they both do because you can just put them in a replicator exactly. and you can do it when you're 90. Oh, my God. I know. Someone brings up the idea of Alice and Simon having kids and Ivan is like, no, <laughs> no, no, yep. no, no, um, no, no, no. We're too which, open on shit. Which um, sort of foreshadows a, a book coming up. I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> I just I'm I'm really not looking forward to having to read Cryoburn. It's a good book though. I know it's, it's good, really good. And I know I'm gonna enjoy it. Um No spoilers. But I mean I've already been spoiled. I know. So <laughs> we won't spoil our readers. No. I mean listeners. Listeners. Whatever. They're both listeners yeah. and readers. Yes. So yeah. True. The book ends with Ivan and Tej exiled and Having lots of nice sex on a beach planet. And drinking, like, cocktails and Fruity drinks. bathing suits all the time. I yes. mean, <laughs> this exile sounds pretty okay to me. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's the book. It was great. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts that you have? I don't think so, other than, you know, you should read it. If if you're listening to this and you haven't read it, I, I'm sorry for We've you. spoiled you. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's a great book to get people who don't normally read sci-fi. Uh-huh. Particularly my – a lot of my female friends love romance, just love it. And it's because for them and for a lot of us, for me too – I want books. I don't – right now in my life, I am not in a place where I want books that make me sad. Mm -hmm. You know? I want media that I consume for entertainment to be happy. Yeah. And this is absolutely a book that makes me happy. <laughs> um, it's just super fun and a lot of it is silly but in like the best way. Um. And I think it's a really good way to get people into it if they might not if, – if other points might not be a great entry for them because this is a standalone. Yeah. It is a really good entry point for this – for the saga. Mm -hmm. And like especially because it's like if people are like, I want to I want to read the Verkosinga books but I have no idea where to start and it's a recent book 
Yep. So easy to get your hands on. Yeah. Um, and it's also, a, it, it it's great because it's a standalone, but it makes you care about all these other characters. Right. So you'll think like, sort of, oh, well, I want to learn about what happened with the Pretenders War. I want to read about Alice and, you know, what right. happened with exactly. her husband. And if that is for you, then there are many more that you can read. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, that is how I feel about this book. And I, I really love it a lot. Yeah, it's a really good book. I'm really glad she wrote an Ivan book. <laughs> I I really would Me like to. I would love for her to write books about other characters who don't normally get the spotlight. Um, but although this book really kind of it gave a lot of spotlight to Alice and Simon, mm-hmm. even though we don't get their POVs, I still want a Gregor book really bad. But I don't know what that would be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because he can't really go off and have an adventure. <laughs> I mean, he kind of did that already in the Vor game. <laughs> so, right. um, but I really liked like learning more about like the different parts of Brayar. Like we we go to the Verpatrol district for the first time, and we mm-hmm. see like what what that district is like, and like so much of the series were focused on the Verkozigans, where there's really only like two of them or three of them, where the Verpatrols, there's a ton of Verpatrols. So it's Oh, like thousands of them. Yeah, so it's kind of neat to see like, oh, this is what most of the Vor are like. Um mm-hmm. and like we get that even in diplomatic community when we get Admiral Verpatrol. So, you know, yeah, Ivan is important, but he's not like the count, you know. He's at least he's not in line for the countship <laughs> as far as he's concerned. Right. Yep. Um and so we see also a different section of Komar than we saw in Komar. <laughs> and <Yes>. um, <laughs> they have like 19 hour days, which sounds like it sucks really bad. Terrible. Yeah, I don't like, like it. I've, I've been to Norway in the summer. Oh, huh. And it's very much like that. Like we were there in. Are you being winter? No, they have 19-hour days, oh, right? Oh, like, yeah. No, but Komar is – their whole day is 19 hours. They oh, have, right. Yeah, well, yeah. I've been there in the summer and the winter. So <laughs> either way you want to go, it's kind of terrible. Yeah. Like, um, like April yeah. seems like a normal day <laughs> Yeah. that far north. But, yeah. like, February is dark all the time. Yeah. And Ugh. June – is light literally mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, so I can see how going from a 24 hour day to a 19 hour day. 26.7. 26.7. Oh, right. Yep. You know, going from a, you get like, that's a lot of different hours. <laughs> yeah. My body Ivan would is be like, very, what is happening? Ivan is very jump lagged. <laughs> um, yes. And, and we also get to see more of the military and, like, the normal military, not, like, the Miles military. <laughs> right. How yeah. actually it works. So it's it's a it's a good book. I will. You should read it. I will read it again. <laughs> it, it is one of the books yeah, I will too. read again. There's really only two books I won't read again. So um, yeah. this is one of the books that if I am anxious before I go to bed. Like, mm-hmm. cause you know, we've all laid in bed and been like, I'm fine. And then suddenly you're like, Oh God, yeah, all the things I have to do. Uh huh. Um, 
because your brain couldn't do that three hours before. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of the books that I will listen to mm-hmm. if I need, like, to calm down before Aww. bed because it makes me so happy. Oh, that's yeah. good. But then I'm asleep 10 minutes in, so I couldn't tell you. Like, <laughs> I know. That yeah. was me last night. I'm reading Cryoburn, and I'm like, fall, my eyes are closing. And I'm like, no, I want to finish the chapter. I want to keep reading. I, I couldn't finish the chapter. <sighs> yeah. You're weak, Nancy. I know. <laughs> I finished it this morning. <laughs> uh, well, I'm starting it on Monday. All right. Um, Good. So we can talk about it next month. <laughs> yeah. So thank you all for joining us for episode 13 of the Vorpatrol cast. Vorpatrol cast. Vorpatrol. That sounds better than the Vorkosi cast. It does. It it flows better. Vorpatrol cast. Yep. Ivan would be horrified that we're having a podcast all about him. Yep. He'd be like, ah, no. Mm -mm. Don't worry. Don't worry, Ivan. We're talking about Miles next month. We're moving on to Miles (laughs) next week. (laughs) So join us next time as we sob horribly through Cryoburn. Bye. What fun. <laughs> Bye. The Cast is a Tashi Station podcast brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Visit patreon.com slash Tashi Station for more details. And we thank you all for supporting the show. Follow us on Twitter with the handles at Nancy Pants, at R underscore A underscore Smith, and at Tashi underscore Station. Subscribe to the show on iTunes via the Tashi Station Master Feed or the Tashi Station Book Club Feed. And don't forget to leave us a review. Forward momentum!